Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to another podcast episode. Really excited to be joining you here today. We have a really interesting topic before us today, a very interesting one that I think is going to be eye-opening for a lot of us, just as we think about all that is happening in our world and just the the culture of darkness and how our culture loves to submit to that darkness and mm-hmm. so easily submits to it, and really the results that occur when we acknowledge what the enemy is doing in our culture and when we submit to what he's doing and we're totally okay with it and we just go along with it. And I don't think that a lot of us, especially in the church, have thought much about what happens when a whole entire culture and and a generation fully submits to that darkness Mm -hmm. and fully gives itself openly to all that the enemy is doing and wants to do what occurs when that happens. I think that in the church, we need to be on guard against that at all times and tell people, be willing to tell them, be bold enough to tell them that this is not going to bring the kind of results that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. This is not going to bring peace in your life because that's what the enemy always promises, right? It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better than you've had it before. And you're going to experience more happiness. Happiness is a huge thing in our culture Mm -hmm. right now. All of us are striving to be more happy and more in love with ourselves and all of that crap that we're hearing in our culture today. And we know that the enemy is the father of lies. And so he uses that against us time and time again and lies to us by saying, oh, this is going to make you happy. This is going to bring you peace. When in reality, it does the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. And in the church, as Christians, we need to be willing to tell them, yep, this is the reality of what the enemy does. You're not going to be happier or more peaceful just because he promises you this, like he lies Mm -hmm. to us and this is what he does. So that's just a little teaser of the episode today. Just basically an entire synopsis <laughs> overview. Just a little There teaser. you go. Um, but Maddie, start us off with our announcements for this week. Okay, so we wanted to let y'all know that we have a new YouTube video up that we just filmed not too long ago all about our college experiences Mm -hmm. and all of that great stuff. So we kind of let you guys in to see some of the things that are going on in our lives in terms of college specifically and how that is impacting our future, how it's impacting our lives right now, Mm -hmm. and some of the radical decisions that we've made regarding college. So y'all know that we have talked about this a little bit on the podcast before But we haven't really gone in depth just because it's not something that we generally talk about on the podcast and usually we keep the podcast a little more focused in on some serious topics and we have these great conversations. But on YouTube, we wanted to make it a little bit more lighthearted and just let you all see what Christianity looks like in an everyday basis, what it looks like in regards to making decisions about college, making decisions Mm -hmm. about friends, and just the way that we're living our everyday lives. So we wanted to let you guys see into some of those things a little bit on YouTube. So there's our first video for y'all to have a look at some of those things. So I encourage you to go watch it. Thank you to everyone that has already supported our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. You guys are incredible and we really appreciate your support and we're just really excited to keep the videos coming for you. So make sure 
sure that you go check that out. Make sure that you subscribe and like and turn on all the post notifications and all that great stuff. And make sure that you are following our Instagram. I know I've talked about this quite a bit over the past few weeks, but that is where you will find most of our updates about a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So that's where you'll be updated when we post new podcast episodes, when we post new blog posts, when we post new YouTube videos, and you'll get to see just some of the behind the scenes of all that kind of stuff on our Instagram stories. All right, you guys. So let's get into this podcast episode. This quote that we found on social media, it says, what we have witnessed is the rotten fruit of a culture steeped in sin. First off, that's that's just the first mm-hmm. sentence. How true is that? And then he goes on to say, on one hand, we celebrate sin, sexual immorality, child mutilation, and abortion. On the other hand, we want a perfect utopia of peace. Peace cannot thrive in a culture that serves and submits to darkness. Maddie, initial thoughts. Initially, I'm like, you know, drop the stinking mic because that is so true. And I think this Mm -hmm. is something that we really like to ignore in our world today because we do expect to have that utopia society where everything's perfect, everyone's happy, everyone Mm -hmm. is just minding their own business and it's all good. But we neglect the fact that when we are submitted to the devil, when we are serving his purposes willingly and allowing that to permeate literally every area of our society, mm-hmm. you're never going to experience peace. You're never right. going to experience any kind of tranquility or joy or any kind of light. I mean, the devil is like the definition of darkness. And whatever he is involved in will automatically cultivate darkness. Mm -hmm. It's never going to cultivate anything good, anything light, anything beautiful. And that is where we get really messed up in our society today because we act like we can do whatever we want. We can submit to the devil. We can do what he wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And yet we will still have a good country, a good world. We'll be able to achieve world peace at some point. That is absolutely wrong. And I really like the way that that quote points out some of the main ways that we are inviting the enemy Mm -hmm. into our everyday lives. Yeah, I mean, abortion, it may sound weird to say that that is a part of our everyday lives, but children are being aborted every single day in the United States. And that is just barely fathomable. I like the way that quote points out some of the main things that we're doing in our world today that are promoting the evil, and yet we like to ignore them and act like they aren't going to have permanent consequences, especially on the children in our world today Mm -hmm. and on society in general. The sexual mutilation, the abortion, all of these things that are literally so evil, but that we are tolerating in our schools, in our workplaces, and are allowing to infiltrate our society. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible that we're allowing that in the first place. But also, it's incredible that we still expect to live in a society that is morally good and that experiences peace and that is not corrupt and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these different things. I mean, it's just such a perverse logic because we are inviting all of this evil in and we we as Christians should know that ultimately evil produces chaos mm-hmm. and it produces destruction and it produces darkness. And yet we are still sending our kids to school. We still aren't educating people about abortion. We still mm-hmm. aren't talking about these things in our churches. And yet we expect the world to just go on as it has for hundreds of years. You know, we expect to still be 
as Americans, we expect to still be in God's favor. We expect him to continue to bless our country when we are killing children by the thousands in abortions and we are allowing small children to watch drag shows at Mm -hmm. their middle schools and we are taking them to pride rallies and all these different things. And yet the church remains silent and we expect the world to just be Mm -hmm. fine, sunshine, rainbows. It's all going to be okay. Mm -hmm. We really need to wake up to this fact, especially in America, but across the world, because we all seem to be at a loss Mm -hmm. as to why our world is so messed up. And this quote actually came out very shortly after the Nashville school shooting, and everyone was all like, okay, well, maybe gun control is the answer. Maybe this is the answer. This is the answer. This could be the solution, blah, blah, blah. And all these politicians want to act like they're going to be, you know, the savior of humanity. And then it's just like, why can't we wrap our minds around the fact that we are the ones allowing this to happen? Mm -hmm. We don't need more gun control. We don't need any new policies set in place. We need to defeat darkness. Right. Let's get to the very root of the problem. Mm -hmm. The root of the problem is sin and darkness and the enemy's control over people's lives. That's the root of the problem here. Not we need more gun control. That's not the answer. That's not the solution. And I know we've been beating this up the past couple weeks about we cannot deal with spiritual problems, spiritual issues with worldly solutions. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. It doesn't work. And yet even in the church, that's what we're doing. And we are in this predicament because the church has been silent. That is why we are in the state that our culture is in today, Mm -hmm. because the church has sat down and done nothing, nothing over the past several years. We've just said, it is what it is. We can't do anything. And we've let the enemy just absolutely pervade every corner of our culture, Mm -hmm. every corner of our world. And he's infiltrated these people's lives. He's infiltrated the schools. And this is one of the main things that we need to be looking at is the education system. And we've been beating this up too. And not just because of the Nashville school shooting or any of that, but when you look at these things, these people and their mental health issues and the suicide rates and all the things that people are dealing with, and especially the shooters who come in and shoot up schools and stuff, this starts when they're in school. These ideas are put in their minds. They're put on medication for mental health issues. They're told that, oh, this is going to help you go to therapy, go Mm -hmm. to counseling, you know, whatever. No, this person who shot up the Nashville Christian school had a sin problem. Now, not to say that they didn't have obvious mental health issues and all of that stuff. Obviously, this person did for sure. And most shooters like that do, right? But it starts, the root of their problem is sin. They have submitted to darkness and they have submitted to the enemy's plan. And this is the result of that. You don't get to live in a peaceful world when you allow people to just continue on in their sin. And there's no boundary there. There's no barrier there. There's Mm -hmm. no truth being spoken into their lives. And we just keep thinking that it'll at some point get better. Mm -hmm. Well, we act like these things aren't going to happen when we blatantly negate the protection of our children also. We act like, oh, this won't happen in my kid's school. It's fine, whatever. But in the same breath, we aren't speaking up for more protection in schools, you know, all these different things. And we're not addressing the root of the problem like Mm -hmm. you said and yet we still expect everything to just be fine and it won't happen here it'll only happen in places like Mm -hmm. nashville it'll only happen in places like texas or california this is not logical in any way and that is what really amazes me a lot of times is how illogical we are and how we like to pretend that when we do nothing the darkness will do nothing 
that's not how it works. Mm -mm. The darkness will take full advantage of our complacency, of our stupidity, because that's what it is. It is stupidity. And we don't like to admit that because Mm -hmm. then we're the ones in the wrong. But honestly, I think the blood of those children in Nashville is as much on our hands as it is on that shooter's Mm -hmm. because we are the ones that are not actually defending. We're not defending innocence in this country. We aren't defending the children. We aren't defending the truth Mm -hmm. ultimately. And we want to act like we have no part in any of that. It's not our fault. You know, it's the school's fault. It's the politician's fault. It's, you know, this person's fault and this person's fault. And that is not what we, we do not need to be playing a bunch of political games right now. We need to start acting like Christians. Those of us who are in the church, we need to start acting like Christians and we need to start being bold and we need to start standing up for truth and standing against sin. And right now, all we're doing is sitting complacently in our churches and acting like none of this will ever affect us. Mm -hmm. I wanted to read a verse from 2 Corinthians 4.4. I think this really speaks to one of the main issues that we need to address in our world today. And it says, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I like this verse because, first of all, it points out that the unbelievers are blinded and we, as of now, aren't doing anything to help them see, to enlighten them as to why all these things are happening. I mean, I can't even imagine being an unbeliever and living in the world that we do right now because it would just be so confusing, it would be terrifying, and it would just feel completely hopeless. And I know that even as Christians, we can sometimes feel that hopelessness a little bit. I mean, I know I do. But at the same time, we still have that overarching hope that we know it may feel hopeless right now. It may feel like we're defeated right now, but we know that ultimately we have the victory. Jesus has the victory and we are able to function in that. But I also like at the end of this verse where it says the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I think one of the main things that we need to stop doing in our world today is covering up the image of God that human beings bear. Because I think that, you know, right now we are telling people that the design that the Lord has used for them, specifically the way that he has created them to be a man or a woman is completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just need to go find yourself, love yourself, you know, do all these things, act like the victim. And we start to criticize all these different things. And then we wonder why everything is so a mess, why people are so confused, why they have the mental health issues. And ultimately, this is because we are trying to cover up the image of God. Mm -hmm. And that is the ultimate plan of the enemy in our world today, especially in the United States, where the transgender agenda is being pushed so much and abortion is such an issue. And we are just at every turn trying to cover up the image of God. Mm -hmm. We are trying to destroy it in every area and say that it is not perfect. It is not good. It's not something that you should be proud of. It's something that you should try and change, that you should try and cover up, that you should try to kill. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I think is such a mistake in our world today because that is something that we should be proud of. We should be proud to be made in the image of God and Mm -hmm. we should be image bearers that convey that to the entire world. We should be proud to be image bearers and we should promote that in our world today. We should say you are created perfectly, Mm -hmm. uniquely, and you should be proud to bear the image of God. And instead, we are just working to destroy that at Mm -hmm. literally every turn. Well, we've never been content in 
that role, Mm -hmm. right? We've never been content to be image bearers because we always want to be God. We always want to be our own God. And you can't do that if you're Mm -hmm. an image bearer because you're just a reflection of something that is bigger and something that is greater than yourself. And for Christians, that's a very beautiful thing for us because we understand that we're not it. Mm-hmm. And and it takes so much pressure off of ourselves because we know that we're in need of a savior. We know that we struggle with sin and we have a huge sin problem mm-hmm. that needs a savior and we're not that savior. And so when you realize that and you come before the Lord and you repent of, of that desire to be your own God and you turn from your selfish and sinful ways and you make him the king and Lord of your life, things change drastically. Mm-hmm. And it's the most amazing life transformation that can take place and take so much of that pressure to be our own deal, to be great, to be, you know, all these different things that we feel uh, that our flesh often desires and chases after, it takes so much of that away. It is true freedom. It's really the only way I can explain or describe what happens when you get saved is there's just this freedom that Mm -hmm. you feel. And that's an amazing thing. But we have to understand, like this quote said, what we're witnessing right now is the rotten fruit of a culture that's steeped in sin. We have bowed down to these sinful, evil ideologies and we have promoted them. We celebrate them, Mm -hmm. like all these different things. And then we want to have the peace that can only result from someone from a culture, really, that has submitted to the one true God, the one God that can give us peace. And peace only comes when we are submitted to his will and we have surrendered our own fleshly desires to him. Mm -hmm. That's the only way that peace can thrive. And peace only comes from that one true God. It doesn't come from within ourselves. It doesn't come from all of us chasing our... I mean, just think about this for a minute. I really don't understand how we think that we're going to have this perfect utopia of peace when we promote all of us chasing and striving after our own unique lifestyles that involve so much sin and so much evil and so much darkness. And we're all just trying to love ourselves, but that looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's just all these different things. How do we all think that going in our own different directions that are all sinful and evil and dark is going to somehow culminate into this one loving, peaceful society. How do we expect that? It's just really, like you said earlier, it's just so illogical that it's like, guys, come on. What are we all thinking? When we're chasing our own fleshly desires, it's not going to result in peace. Mm -hmm. It's only going to result in more darkness and more sin. And this is what we see happen in the very first chapters in Genesis, right? When Eve and Adam take the fruit and they obey the enemy because of their own sinful, selfish desire to one, be God, and to do their own thing. It was just absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's always what sin results in is chaos and destruction and darkness. And so when they do their own thing and they're not content to be image bearers and to say, no, we know what God said and we're going to obey it, even though we may not necessarily want to or we may not necessarily know why we should obey it you know what the reasoning behind that is Mm -hmm. we know that this is what he said and we trust him enough to obey it 
I feel like we need some Christians in our culture today who are willing to say that. We may not understand why all of this is, but the beauty in this is that we have scripture and the Lord has revealed so much of that to us. Here's why this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Here is why we obey Christ. But sometimes there are some things in our culture that are sinful, but don't necessarily seem all that sinful. It's almost right. It can be very easy to fall into that stuff because it's hard to discern, well, it's almost right. It's not necessarily bad and kind of play that game a little bit because the enemy loves that in our world today. And that's how he's tricked the church into so much of what we're seeing in our culture today. He's tricked us into accepting what is almost right Mm -hmm. because we don't know what is actually right. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I just... I love how we also want to ignore how bold the enemy is getting Mm. in our society today. I mean, it's crazy. It is insane to me. I mean, I literally can't even fathom it. We were talking about this in our Sunday school class on Sunday, just about the way that we are literally promoting evil Mm -hmm. in so many different ways. One of the guys who comes to our Sunday school class was talking about this car that he saw with these bumper stickers on it that literally said, hail Satan and there is no heaven, just blatantly blaspheming God. Mm -hmm. And then he said that he looked in the car and it's this chick with purple hair. And obviously that doesn't indicate that, you know, you necessarily worship Satan, but (laughs) it's just like you could just kind of tell that that was not working out very well for her. Right. And she's got two little kids in the back seat, and you just have to think, like, what in the world are those little kids seeing, Mm -hmm. experiencing, being forced to participate in? Like, what in the world? And I just think that we all want to sit here and wonder, like, oh, my goodness, when did that happen? Right. How did this happen? Oh, my goodness. But there is a 20-year-old chick who grew up probably in the public school system mm-hmm. and the very system that we all send all our children to. And we wonder why they end up like this when they are literally taught about cults and all these different things in school and yet not taught about Christianity. I mean, one of our friends was doing a world religions class and she literally quit it because it was so bad and so full of all these other religions that worship all these other gods and that worship satan ultimately Mm -hmm. and like nothing about christianity and students today i mean we can even testify to this going to a christian college online Mm -hmm. that we're told to accept those cultures we're told to accept those types of cults and Mm -hmm. how people worship and all that stuff and celebrate them but don't you dare bring up christianity don't you dare say jesus in this college discussion forum Mm -hmm. because that's not right that's that's totally wrong okay well you're teaching me about buddha and how the buddhists worship and their temples and their cult like all these crazy things right we're told to accept all of that Mm -hmm. but if you bring up jesus (laughs) You can't do that. Like that's not allowed. Immediately. Immediately. Gone. You're done because that's not loving. We shouldn't accept that. That's a religion just like Buddhism is. Why can't we accept both? Why can't we accept all? Like if you're going to teach just acceptance and loving everything and just tolerance, Mm -hmm. then why can't we tolerate Christianity? Why can't you tolerate that? Because it's so full of truth that they can't handle it. They can't. Because it destroys everything else that they're teaching. Everything. Mm-hmm. Every single part of every single cult that they're teaching. The worship, everything. 
immediately destroyed Mm -hmm. because you can't look at Christianity and people attempt to uh, disprove Christianity, disprove the resurrection, disprove all of the stuff, Mm -hmm. but you can't do it. And I just think that it's so fascinating how hard they try to, how much effort they put into just pushing that back in. Basically, just don't talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we don't talk about it, we don't have to think about it. We don't have to have discussions about it because ultimately they know that they're wrong Mm -hmm. and they don't want to accept that. They don't want to acknowledge that because they want to live that sinful, selfish lifestyle. They want to remain in that darkness. And ultimately, the Lord is so loving that he gives us each that free will to continue to choose whatever we want, but he gives us every opportunity to Mm -hmm. make him Lord of our lives. And so I guess the ultimate question that we always come back to is as the church, as a Christian in your everyday life, how are you living? Like, how are we doing this Christianity thing in our everyday lives? Mm -hmm. Because people are watching us and they're looking for something different. And we're the only ones that can show them something different because of what we've experienced through Christ. And that's the only way that we get this whole culture thing turned around. That's the only way that we have people come to Jesus is if they're seeing something different and something that is so unlike anything they've seen before. And the Lord just draws them to have that desire to make him Lord of their lives, to have that personal relationship with him. And then we help them in that. We Mm -hmm. disciple them. And church isn't always the answer. That's not what we're saying here. We're not like, if you're not in church every Sunday, you know, that kind of thing. If they don't end up doing that, then they're not saved or whatever. A lot of people would say that's not the case. What we want to see is true life transformation. And in our culture today, we need Christians who are in the workforce, Mm -hmm. who are in schools, who are in these different areas where these sinful ideologies are being pushed on people and we need Christians to stand up. Like I'm yeah. I'm really sick of, and not all school teachers or people in the workplace and different things say this, but I'm telling you there are a lot of people who are more scared of what their employer's belief system is than what God thinks, mm-hmm. right? So I've heard so many school teachers say, well, I can't share the gospel because I'm going to get fired or whatever. If you've been commanded, if the Holy Spirit encourages you to share the gospel with a student and they've opened that door and whatever, go for it. Who cares if you get fired? Mm -hmm. Who cares? You know, because the Holy Spirit led you to do that. Is that not more important than possibly being at risk of losing your job? Like the Lord rewards obedience and we need to trust him that if he moves us to share the gospel with somebody, we need to be obedient in that and do it regardless of what the risk is regardless of of the dangers of that because that is most important and people desperately need to hear the gospel okay so i think the action steps here are we need to start speaking up against these things because one of the biggest issues is that we have christians in schools we have them in workplaces we have them scattered all throughout the world in literally every sphere of influence and they want to say well i'm a christian in this environment does anyone else know that right does literally anyone else know that? If you're the only one because that knows that you're a Christian, yeah, then you're not doing your job. The problem. Yeah. So we need to be the Christians in these spheres of influence, but we need to let people know that we're Christians and we need to actually start standing up against all of these false ideologies, this darkness, because mm-hmm. let me tell you, there are people in all of our workplaces, in all of our schools that have the Hail Satan bumper stickers that are 
atheists that are just completely lost. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of them don't even have a specific belief system that they subscribe to, yeah. but they are completely lost. And when you are lost, you fall into sin. It is mm -hmm. the curse of humanity that sin is part of our lives. And it's something that is extremely hard to avoid unless you are reliant on Jesus. Yeah. So we need to start letting people know that we're Christians and we need to actually start evangelizing, sharing the gospel, letting our theology be seen in our everyday lives mm -hmm. and pursuing holiness, all these different things that we've been talking about recently on the podcast. We need to start standing up for truth on our social media platforms, in conversations with friends. We need to stop going along to get along. We do not need to go along to get along with people who are bowing down to darkness and who are promoting it in the lives of our children, in the lives of our teens, in the lives of our young adults, and in literally every area of our world. We need to stop this ridiculous ideology that is floating around in lots of Christian circles that is telling us that we should just get along with everyone and just ignore it. It's not going to affect you. Well, I don't really want to stand before the judgment seat when I finally die and get to heaven and be like, I just got along with everyone. And Jesus to be like, what in the world? That is not what I called you to do. I called you to be radical. I called you to be a difference maker. And I called you to pursue holiness and to be that light in this place. I did not call you to dim that for other people just so that you didn't have to be uncomfortable. I call you to be uncomfortable. So we need to start acting like the truth is actually something worth standing up for because it is and we need to stop pursuing our comfort above other people's eternities because you have the opportunity to make the biggest impact on where they spend eternity and we need to start acting like that. We need to start acting like we are the ones who are going to influence these people. We are the only ones that are capable of pointing them toward Christianity, toward the truth, toward Jesus mm -hmm. and we need to actually start doing that in our everyday lives. Christians have a responsibility to do that. Mm -hmm. It's not just something that we're asked to do. It's a command. commandment. <laughs> and we have that responsibility. We bear mm -hmm. that responsibility. Obviously, the Holy Spirit enables us to do that. He helps us. He leads us into different situations and gives us different opportunities to share our faith. But we're responsible to follow through on that. Mm -hmm. We're responsible for our obedience. So let's not just stick our head in the sand and act like our culture isn't steeped in sin mm -hmm. when it absolutely is. But we have the ability and we have the opportunity. That's what I just kind of want to keep reiterating in this episode is that we have the opportunity to make a difference because of what Christ has done in us. All right. So we hope that this episode encouraged you in some way. Honestly, I hope that it did convict all of us because I know that it even convicted me because there are situations where I do pursue my own comfort mm -hmm. over the uncomfortable reality that I am called to share the gospel with people and right. I'm called to be different from everyone else. But we hope that this episode encouraged you, that you got something out of it, and we are going to wrap up in prayer. So please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for giving us the opportunity to just sit down and record this episode, and I pray that you would just use it to work in all of our lives, that we would constantly be pursuing the opportunities that you give us to share the gospel, to be the difference makers, to share the gospel with our coworkers, with our peers, with the people that we're around every day, and I pray that you would just give us boldness and that you would help us to be radical in our beliefs, that we would stand up against sin and darkness, and that we would help our world to finally get back to the morals that you you want us to hold and ultimately get back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Alrighty, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and subscribe to our new YouTube channel. We have new videos coming for you guys that we're really excited about. Lots of fun, different topics that we're thinking about and we'll be sharing with you soon. And we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 